Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey and Ineb Sentia, she's Fuliana Osborne. Today we conclude our discussion with Josh and Crystal Hockley, our elite athletes. And this week we're talking about how we shut off, how we, we shut down, how we stop thinking about all of the goals that we're trying to reach. And you know that Josh is fairly committed to goals day in, day out. And also we look at how they look for inspiration outside of the sport. Not motivation, but inspiration. So let's get started. Just in winding up a little bit, because we've talked for some considerable time now. It's our social side of things. That's here, right. You know? like, <laughs> we can tick the social box we can, today. We've seen that, we just tick the box. Oh, the time you spend, you could tick a week's worth of the <laughs> And I actually want to talk about time off. I want to talk about how you decide it's time to stop and have a break how you determine how long a break you need and because you're so focused on all of these things and and all of this juggling, how do you shut down? How do you stop? Well, Josh and I, (laughs) this is something that Josh has been really good over the last few years. He can switch on and switch off when he needs to. I struggle a bit because I am very much a routine person, so I get into the routine and then the race is over and I'm like, "Oh, oh, hang on, what now? Whereas Josh is very good at going, okay, we're in race mode, okay, now we're in... And generally with our races, it'll be like a week after the race we get to have a week of just doing whatever we want. If we want to train, we don't train. But I've always kind of struggled to go, okay, that week's over, right, let's switch back into whatever race we've got coming up. Okay, we've got to focus on that. I guess in relation to that, uh, this year I've probably really started to master it. I think Josh would agree with me, the switching on and off thing. But I guess in relation to knowing when you need time off, there's a few things. Obviously, if your body's not coping, then Mm. that's a pretty clear indication. And then also, if you mentally, if you're not there, if you've been doing it for like six months or something and you're just not mentally feeling like, I can't focus, I'm not motivated to do it, maybe you do need to have a little bit of a break. And it might not be a break from training altogether. It's just a break of just wake up and do whatever you feel like you want to do. That's pretty much how I... I deal with it I guess we've been lucky because the last couple of years we've done the same races so we've always had the same routine so we go okay this is how it's going to pan out okay now we've got Christmas now we've got four weeks off okay now we're back into it and that works for you yeah you don't look for for other time you don't get to a point midwinter when there's not a race for yeah that's hard (laughs) that's hard midwinter's hard it is it's hard to get motivated to actually train in winter but I don't mind the whole the block of training over winter because it's a big building block and it just all kind of starts to flow. But we always up. do struggle from the 30th of November, like in three weeks, this is our last race, and then normally our first race back is like at the start of May. Mm. So we have Christmas, we have a break, and we enjoy it, and then normally New Year's Day we, we get back into it and pretty much, or it is, it's five months to our next race. So back to using goals to motivate us, once May comes, it's like we tick that box and then we look at the next goal and we tick that one and then we look at the next one, tick that But from Christmas to May, it is a little bit harder because it's like you do sometimes wake up and go, why are we doing this? Why are we getting up this early? (laughs) Why are we doing this? So that's probably the hardest part. I think switching on and switching off isn't such a drama with me. I know it's healthy. I laugh. Some people, I have a glass of red wine with a friend at, at someone's wedding or at a gathering. People look at me really strange. Mm. And it's like, 
you're an athlete, or what are you doing drinking a red wine? You've got to learn to switch off and switch back on. To tell you the truth, Kim, I think the thing that I struggle with is knowing when to stop setting goals. This year I've pushed the envelope. I've added a couple more extra races into my calendar than what I normally do. That's why my ankle's strapped up the way it is because I just love I love that feeling of achieving goals. And this year I wanted to, like I said, I wanted to push the envelope and see what my body could handle and what my mind could handle. And I don't know if I'd do it again. I think after this year I may go, okay, I achieved them goals and it didn't prove nothing. It didn't prove nothing. I'm not I'm not 21 anymore. Well, prove that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the, probably the biggest thing. I, I kind of get a little bit depressed when I have no goals to, to achieve anymore. Yeah. In saying that you you have trouble switching off from setting goals, it's not something that you're looking to do. You don't you don't think that you need to stop setting goals. Not as many. Like I'll never stop setting goals. Yeah. No way. For instance, I just raced a half Ironman yesterday. I'm meant to be racing another half Ironman in another two and a half weeks, and then four weeks from that, I'm meant to be racing another full Ironman, and then eight weeks from that, another full Ironman, and then I've got the world champs after that. Like sometimes I go, geez, like how much do I want to achieve? So downtime, and well, that's the thing. When you put all them goals together, you don't have the option to turn off. Crystal is a couple of weeks out of race day, so she kind of switched off this weekend and kicked back and, ref- and freshened up, where I'm like, well, I had to stay in race mode. I don't know. I've never had a problem with switching off because I know it's Christmas time and I think that might have came through, channeled down through my parents and you know the way they raised me. Got to get up and go to school. Never had a problem going to school and got to go and work, get up and go to work. I just think I just yeah, moved that work were, ethic yeah. over into my racing. Can you see a time where you won't want to be competitive? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the oldies, like a 70-year-old... People doing the triathlons and me and Josh Wethgill, that'll be us. Yeah. yeah, I see like this old ripped guy, like, you know, old 60-year-old. Thanks very much, you know, I'm four <laughs> weeks away from it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you have I'm to not ripped, so I'm right. <laughs> but I, I'll see someone like that, I'm like, hey, babe, that'll be me, that'll be me, babe, you know. <laughs> I don't think anyone can stop being, anyone that's competitive, it's built in. I don't think we can stop it. That's why I said before, whoever's competitive, go out there and set some old goals and... Yeah go out there and achieve them, I guarantee you guys will be able to do it because, I don't know, I think it's a gift for people that's competitive. As long as you're humble about it, I think it's a gift being competitive. Well, being competitive is what you are internally. Being competitive is not about having someone else fail. It's about making sure that you do the best that you can to achieve the goal that you have set for yourself. And the goal you set for yourself is not that someone else will fail, it's that you will do as well as you can. So there's no reason to not be competitive, but it's just interesting that you would choose to see that something that is going to be physically yeah. challenging for you for that many years mm. still to come is going to be part of, of where you see yourself being competitive. More power to you. I'm happy to watch. It's great to have people like you that support us. It's really great. Sometimes we do go, oh, it's getting hard, you know, and, and then someone like you comes along and gives us a pat on the back and then it and motivates us again. So That brings me to the probably the final question that I had on the list is do you look for inspiration? We won't talk motivation, we'll talk inspiration. Do you, do you look for inspiration outside of the sport? Yeah, I do. Anyone famous or not famous that has been up, down and back up. 
So then, do you seek that? Do you find that you need to be reminded of that when you're yep. when you're searching for success? Yeah, I feel that. And you can find that information. Normally, um, do you know if I, if I, if there's a, like a movie star or a songwriter or, or some mm-hmm. an artist that you can see that's been up really up, especially singers. Anyone that's been at the top of the charts yep. and then they kind of go downhill. And then they go through such a rough patch, and you're like, oh, they, what's going on with their life? But then, and then they find themselves back up the top charts. They're learning, they're managing how to reach their goals. They're learning how to go back up and back yeah, down. Yeah. Same, you're probably more look for inspiration than me. Yeah. You're the routine person, so yeah. it's just like, if I'm in a routine, it's going to work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I have one other question that has come in from people who will be listening. The question is, what goes through your mind or what do you listen to or what do you think about when you are training because they're long, these are long periods of time you know they're hours at a time for, for some of it one of the people who asked said that when they were training they had a particular song and it gave them the rhythm the pattern for, for their training activity and so that that's what they listened to but once they finished their sport finished their training Every time they heard it, it was like they were almost going to be physically sick. <laughs> Just thinking of the, the struggle and the pain that they went through in the training side. So what do you listen to or what goes through your head? So when I train, I'm going to be honest here, the main thing that goes through my head when I train... When will it be over? <laughs> nah, is... <laughs> like I said about competitive people, I'm going to be honest, or pretty much every single training session that I think about is, I want to be the best. I want to be the best and, and that's what keeps me achieving my goals and keeps me motivated is that when I rock up, I said this to Crystal so many times, when I rock up to the start line to a race, I want to know that my diet's perfect, I want to know my training's perfect, I know that my preparation's perfect and I know that, that I've really done everything I've really done, gave myself the best possible chance to win this race so there's no chance, there's no reason for why I can't win. So I guess... Back to the training, I always just say, I'm the best, I'm going to win this next race. Music-wise, I... I, I <laughs> you're, not, you're not a music person. I really look up to the artist Eminem. He was dead set a nobody who had a dream of being a famous rapper. Everyone said that he would never be it, he would never do it, you know. And he became a really, really popular artist and a rapper. And then he found himself on drugs and he pretty much lost everything that he had and then he came back to be the best rapper ever. I look up to him and I'm like, wow, he he's reached the top twice. All through his music, I, you know, I know he raps about you know silly stuff, but a lot in his music, I hear him talk about reaching the top, then going down, then reaching the top. There's a message there. So I listen to a lot of him, but in the pool, on the bike and all that, it's, it's a lot of me just telling myself that I can do it. Same positive, I guess, just positive thoughts. Mine's different, I guess. It, I go through stages where I have to listen to music to keep me motivated because it just takes me to almost out of my body so that I'm just like... In the music. You know, watching the music. Probably the biggest thing I struggle with is the pool because it can just get, honestly, so boring. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I find myself thinking about all the things, the dishes, washing the clothes, <laughs> the bills and all of that, and I think, no, no, that's not why I'm here. And then I just try to focus on form and because Josh does give me a lot of lot of focus on being the best and the best you can be. And so I try to, to take that on board. Probably my big my biggest thing that I do struggle with is the mental side of things. Like I have no problem doing the physical side of things, but 
getting myself in the right headspace sometimes. I do struggle with that a bit. Well, I think we've probably covered all of the things that we have been asked to ask you or that we thought about talking to you about. We do both thank you for your time today. It's been a, a good session of discussion and for your honesty and your views on all of the topics that we've talked about. We just heard that Josh and Crystal seek their motivation, inspiration and learning not just within the sports field but outside that. For example, they told us how they listen to people who are maybe singers, actors, who made it top of the chart and how they got there, they learn from that. And if they have any setbacks, how did they come back from such a public setback? This is actually important because we also in business learn from not just our own industry, but we learn from other industries and sometimes that's even a richer learning. I do know that there's a CEO conference that has regular, regular meetings where all the CEOs are from different industries and they get together and share their experience. And from the feedback I got from some of those CEOs is that they found it very, very enriching and very comfortable to talk about their similar and different experiences. We also heard, uh, actually I should say, Josh and Crystal again confirmed that age is no barrier to setting and achieving goals. They are planning to continue to do triathlons in their 70s and other people have done that and there's no need to stop as long as you look after your health and fitness and you adjust your goals to be realistic. With that, I finish off by saying I am absolutely sure that with their commitment, attitude and self-awareness, we will hear about them right through for many, many years to come. For those of you who are interested in following Josh's career, we will put the link to his professional Facebook page. And for those of you who are interested in pursuing the sponsorship side of things, we'll ask you to email us and we will pass on your details to him. So thank you both for being here with us on Inside Exec today. I'm Kim Bailey. She in absentia is Fuliana Osborne. Awesome. That was so fun. Yeah. <laughs>